Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Me too, man. So Talik was right. telling me about your modelling. Yeah, mate, it's the it's the grind, isn't it? Doing it <laughs> daily. I heard about your fitness as well. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite into my fitness, yeah. So I think it kind of ties in with the coaching, you know, self improvement and stuff. So. Yes. So we're going to get started, um, not just yet, but soon. Hi, Nazreen. It's been a while. We need to catch up soon. So, Andy, can you hear me? This thing is buffering. Yes, it's that Brexit, right? It's affecting the... Yeah. I'm going to come back to like, yeah. I have my fair share of internet connection, trust me. <laughs> when I first started this, like, it yeah. was like last year, but I was just like trying it out and like being my friend, his internet, his internet connection was like so bad. <laughs> he was actually overseas. He plays for the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. He was overseas and, um, and like we couldn't do it because it was like the live, like the internet in the hotel was not working. So I waited for him to come back to the states, so we did it. Yeah, I didn't know that. I so. I didn't know the home girl trying to go overseas. I was like, oh wow. And like I said, famous. They're like famous over there. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, he's got a connection here as well. So, wait, Maybe, are you back? I'm, I'm trying to get some good connection here. This is, it's struggling, mate. It's okay. It, it seems better now. It seems better now. All right, yeah, I think yeah. we're good. I think we're good. Okay. So everybody, welcome to Mental Health Check-In with Talik. We have to my bottom left, we have Winston. And to my bottom right, we have Andy. Um, I just want to ask you guys, how are you guys? Well, how's your mental health today? You know, I start off, I said it in the beginning, my mental health is shitty. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have these ups and downs. But I'm glad to be here having this conversation with you guys, you know, men, the stigma around men not speaking up about mental health, and that's what we're going to do. Um, let's start with Ian, go first. Me, mate, fair, like, Jim, you, you do fitness, right? Is that your, that's your job, right? Yeah. Part of it. What? Part of it. I'm, I'm coaching people, really, so. Yeah, it's, um, it's beautiful therapy, like, I literally just got back from the gym, and it just makes me feel so good. Like, so right now I'm in a good place. Um, but you know, with like, cause I have OCD and it can change just like that. You know what I mean? So, but at the moment I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, get down the gym. If you want some therapy, like it's the best. Yes. Um, thank you. We're glad that you're here, bro. And I'm yeah, sorry you're yeah. feeling bad, man. I'm sorry you're not feeling great, but we're here this, to this talk together. Yeah. I'm happy I'm with y'all. You know, I feel better. I'm with y'all guys. A mm. safe space and everything, you know? 
Yeah. Um, so Weston, how's your mental health, Weston? How are you doing? Well, actually, you know, I like the fact Andy mentions about the, the training because I've always I've always used training as a kind of measuring how I'm feeling. And right now my training's going really well. Um, I feel like my life is really organized at the moment and everything's on the up and I can definitely feel that in my training. So, you know, I'm trying to my my coaching business, I'm working on getting some new clients, you know, with the narrative practice and stuff. So and I can feel that that's going in the right direction. Um, financially, I had a lot of struggles after my divorce five years ago, and uh, like now everything's just you know got back where it's supposed to be, and I can feel that in my training. So I, I always use fitness as a way to judge how I feel, how I'm doing, and uh, yeah, right now I'm back to my personal best. So so all is good, all is well. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad that that's you're good, here. Bro. You know, ready to dive in and just talk all things mental health, just checking on each other. So. Um, um, like, you know, we all struggle with mental health, you know, and we all want to do better to help people. Um, my struggles are, you know, depression, you know, childhood trauma. I was sexually abused by two of my cousins when I was young, you know, in my adulthood. It, like, really, you know, fucked me up. Like, I'm just, like, you know, it messed me up in my adulthood, you know, my ability to trust men, my ability to, like, really get close to men and be cool with them, like, really accept people as friends. So my question to you guys is, um, and we can start with Winston. Um, what's your mental health journey been like? You know, what's you know, what's it been like? Yeah, well, I don't know how much I told you before, Talik, but you know, I grew up in a household where there was a lot expected of me, and you know, it was never good enough. And you know, there's there's very re various reasons behind that. And it was when I was around 30 years old or 29, 30 years old when I really realized what was going on. And since a few years after that was just about me understanding about not doing things only to please others, but also focusing on myself. Um, and, you know, it's been a long journey, but now I've reached the point now where I can balance between doing, helping others, pleasing others and, and, you know, creating good things for others. And at the same time, not forgetting myself. And if you've been following me recently, you'll notice one of the things I've been saying to people is remember yourself, like do, do as much for yourself as you do for everyone else. You have to remember yourself. And that's my journey now. And I think I found the balance and that's just, it's just really, it's helped, it's helped me deal with a lot of issues that I had. So I'm, I'm a lot more relaxed these days, definitely. Can you, let, can you let people know what it is that you do for a living? Yeah, so I work actually as a social pedagogue in Denmark, which is similar to social work in the UK. I work with people who have severe mental illness, who, you know, are, are, just below being able to function by themselves. They need help 24 hours a day, pretty much. And most of them are actually criminals, uh, violent criminals. Um, yeah, they've done violent crimes to family members, to people around them, and maybe even to people like police, for example. And um, we help them to get back on track. I'm also doing coaching. So I help people to find their values, find their purpose, and structure their life around the goals. And those are the two things that I use most of my time on. Thank you, thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Um, Andy, how's your, how's your mental health journey been? No, let people know what you do too. Yeah, um, with me, I've had OCD all my life, but it was always like in little stages. So when I was like younger, I'd randomly run, shut the door, someone said something, I'd have to go open it and do it all over again. Just little things like that, that I never really didn't bother my life. But then as I got to teenage years, and college, it started affecting me where I'd have to wash my hands like 
80 times a day maybe and they'd be cut and bleeding and and then it would affect me where I've got to say certain words over and over again and then try and get things perfect even though I didn't know what perfect was so it would I'd be drained and it, it kind of spiraled and I mean I can go on for ages about this but to put it short um in a shorter way also I was in a relationship as well from a young age so I was what 17 um and this girl like helped me through everything and then she ended up cheating on me uh we were together for five years then she cheated on me and it ended and I lost that support you know what I mean and I was like I felt on my own I felt weird I, f I was like out of shape I didn't like myself and then the depression hit and then it all like spiraled into each other and I was out of college and I was just working at a supermarket didn't know what to do with my life and then yeah like I didn't want to be alive anymore things got real dark and then out of nowhere I just got all this motivation I was like you know what I'm going to find something that I love and I fell in love with fashion and then so two years ago I I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy a camera, I'm going to research angles and photography and get better at fashion. Because I wasn't the best. I didn't have bad style, but it wasn't great. And I was just like, I, I had to get myself going. And, and then I found myself constantly working. So constantly editing, constantly going out, getting outfit pictures and trying to build my page and stuff like that. And... I need that now, you know what I mean? I need to be working, I need to be building something, working on something. And then, because of what I went through, I had to chuck mental health in there. Because I see, I got inspired by so many men's fashion pages, people that are killing it doing fashion. But I've never seen, like, real, like, honest captions and, like, mental health involved. So I want to, like, look good and try and, like, inspire style. But then I want to be, like, honest and be like, yeah, I might look good in this picture, but today I don't feel very good, I feel rubbish, I feel depressed, I, I'm struggling, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, in a short way, that's how it's gone and it's going from strength to, uh, from strength, to strength now and uh, yeah, I'm glad I've went through those struggles because it's pushed me to like do something that I never thought I'd be doing and like, like yeah, it's just, it's mad, it's great, it's great, I love it. I love what's going on now. Um, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, this is a disclaimer. Um, just a disclaimer. We're we, our, us guys. We are not, you know, mental health professionals. We're just having a conversation about mm -hmm. mental health, our own struggles, and our own coping skills, and how we are on our daily journey of, um, you know, healing. So, my next question will be: um, What are some coping skills that you guys can give, like advice to some to people out there? that's dealing with mental health, you know, something like, let me put it like this, like somebody that's new to mental health, like what do you, what coping skills do you give to them to help them like want to get better, you know, want to be in a better mindset? And we'll start off with um, Andy. Um, there's so many different things I've learned, like going to therapy um, is like obviously one of the ways that everyone knows about already, but things I do, obviously go to the gym, like just, doesn't matter what you do, if it's cardio, lifting weights, knowing that you're working on yourself. And there's all these scientific words for it that I can't think of right now. 
but it, it helps your mood. So I, I encourage anyone to work out. It doesn't matter what shape you're in, whatever, just like go for it. Um, listening to music, walking, like take, I'll take myself out, put my headphones on and just go for like walks. That, that definitely helps me. Um, breathing technique. So when I just feel stressed, I literally just like, you know, breathe in and then breathe out. It, when I like, I get a trigger and I'm just struggling in the moment. I do that and then it could protect me from like hours of stress. Where before, like in the past, I'd have to repeat words over and over again, feel stress, get headaches, feel sick, hate myself. But I feel the urge and then I breathe and then I feel better. So that's, that's a big technique for me, even though it's so simple. Like I never used to believe in it, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, that's just that's a few. Like, there's so many. Like, I could go on for ages. Don't like take up all the time myself. You know. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you for that. Um, Winston, what are some coping skills that you can give to somebody that's like going through it right now and it's just like struggling? I think what I would say is look at your network, look at the people around you, your friends and family, and and you know be open with them. Tell them what's going on and figure out how you can use different people for different things. You might have someone you like to speak to just to get things off your chest. You might have someone who helps you to organize things. Like I've dealt with a lot of people in depression and I know the feeling of not wanting to do anything or not having feeling the energy to do anything. And sometimes you just need someone to get you started or someone to help you guide you every step of the way. Um, so look at your network and see how you can use those people around you and definitely keeping physically fit or just keeping physical, like going for walks, going for a swim, go to the gym, just do something physical where you're activating yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that helps you, helps you, you know, your, your cardiovascular system, which of course helps your heart, helps your brain, so keep active. But definitely use your network and see what you can use different people for and be very explicit. Tell them what you need from them and how you're feeling. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for them tips. I would say, you know, like everybody said, you know, make sure you're in therapy, make sure you're doing something that, that's going to clear your mind. Make sure, um, one thing I found important, don't go into isolation alone. Uh, make sure that you have people around you that's going to lift you up. Um, because myself, I've been in isolation and it's not a good thing, you know, just you just sitting there just in your own thoughts and your own, in your own bad thoughts, you know, it gets worse. You know, you sit in isolation. So like I encourage people, you know, to talk to somebody that you trust, you know, I know it's hard out here. I know we grew up with that stigma, especially men that, you know, we, it's, it's okay not to be okay. You know, we, it's okay not to be okay, but, you know, growing up, for some of us, it probably was hard. You know, it was probably hard that we couldn't speak out. So my next question is, growing up, like, were you guys able to speak how you truly felt, you know? And I'm going to start with Winston. Yeah, no, to be honest, I don't ever remember speaking to anyone okay. when I was younger who I was able to tell how I felt, you know? And, and, you know, even as a teenager growing up, you, you go through things as a teenager. And I was just speaking about this. I can't remember having anyone to speak to. So I, yeah, and I think it's probably in my twenties where I started having friends and people I could get a bit closer to and share how I felt. That's something that I'm very aware of now. My son's actually sitting right here. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very aware about making sure that he feels he can speak to me and speak to his mother and have those conversations that I wasn't able to have. I don't know if it's a generational thing. Maybe it is. I think kids today, 
have a lot easier time speaking than I think we did uh, like 20, 30 years. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Andy, what's up, man? I mean, I'm a bit younger than you boys. I'm, I just turned 25, so it's a different kind of area for me. So it's been obviously better in my generation. So it gets better every generation, it seems. And now it's more important than ever, like seeing how in the UK, the biggest killer in like people my age and young men is suicide, which is crazy like to think about that. It's scary, so scary. And you, it's not surprising when like, there's a beautiful thing where I talk to, I might mention something to my friend and we like, I tell them that I struggle with something and then they bounce back off and they're like, you can see like their eyes light up because they're like, shit like i have that and i didn't know anyone else had that and then you you're bouncing things off each other and then you're like you get your whole group together and you're all like having this like nice chat and it's like right so we feel better we don't feel so strange and like different so that's a good thing but they're yeah, growing up because my my older brother has um asperger's he has autism so my family have like got it so i've kind of grown up with that but i did kind of feel like he got all the attention because of all his struggles when I was growing up. So I kind of kept my, I was like, they've got so much to deal with already. Like with him kicking off and doing this and doing that. Um, so I felt like if I had anxiety or felt depressed or down or struggled, I kind of just kept it to myself. Like, but young, when I was younger, I didn't struggle too much with it. I had like bad anxiety and stress and stuff, but it, was worse when I got a bit older and then I did start to talk to like my family. So my family are, they are very supportive and they get it. So I am lucky, very lucky because I know a lot of people don't, don't have that. It's, it's sad. Very sad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good, man. That's good. You know, I'm like, we all, you know, have different walks of life or different, you know, you know, I'm in the USA, which is in, London, right? And I'm, uh, I'm in Denmark. I'm in Denmark. Denmark, Denmark, and Andy's in the UK. So you know, we all had different walks of life. How we grew up, mm -hmm. you know. So it's good to share that can help somebody out there. Um, I think you know, so just, just go off, go for what Andy said. I think it's, again, it's really important, and there's reading commented as well. Men have feelings. It's really important that we yeah. speak to people. Um, I lost a cousin a couple of years ago to suicide, and I was speaking to him like a few days up to it, and. You know, it's, if you don't have someone to speak to, it's like, you know, you're just going to, you're going to go with these feelings inside and have no one to let them out. And that's why, you know, um, Talik, I've started Blue Mind with a couple of other guys. The whole point of that yeah. is to, like you've done, uh, is to create a place where men can come and speak. So just, just find someone to speak to. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand that too. Like the whole suicide thing, which is going to go to my next question. Um, I lost a friend of suicide. Um, my friend Dante, um, he was like the openly um, gay cop here in where I'm at. And, you know, he was he was engaged. He, you know, I, I saw him like, before he died, I, saw, I think I saw him like a month ago. I was sitting in a restaurant and I didn't even know he was in there. He like hit me up. And I was driving, I'll never forget that day. Like I was driving, I was on the bus home and I saw an article, like, people saying, rest in peace. I'm like, rest in peace, this got to be, like, a joke or something like that. Because this boy, like, saved me from killing myself, you know? When I wanted to kill myself, he saved me. And I just was like, this got to be a joke. When I found out it was true, like, it broke my heart, you know? Like, I was like, damn, like, like I, I felt the effect of somebody 
commit suicide. I know how it feels. You know, sometimes when I go through my suicidal phases where I just want to die, I often think of it like, you know, killing myself is like a short-term answer, but how is it going to affect the people that truly care and love me that um, will be hurt that I didn't reach out, you know? Like, one of my friends told me, they said they would be hurt them so much to find out that I killed myself and they they didn't know nothing about it. Like, they couldn't talk me off the ledge, you know? So my next um, question is, like, suicide, like, you know, I know that's, like, a huge, like, rate of killing men just, like, across the United States and the UK. Um, like, have you guys ever dealt with thoughts of suicide? And if you did, or if you knew anybody that did, like, how did you deal with it? And we'll start with um, Andy. Um, when I was at my worst, I never actually had thoughts of it, but I didn't want to be alive. Like, every day was, like, depressing you know i'd wake up and i'd be in like physical pain because of my mental state and i knew that every day was going to be a struggle so i'd wake up and be depressed of i'm awake and now i've got to deal with the whole day struggling with everything constantly like repeating myself and having all these ocd struggles and i was like early 20s and well, it was only a few years ago but early 20s and i'm like with my mum and i'm like She's like helping me with like certain things. I'm just like, this is so strange. I'm having to repeat words to her. And she has to let me know that it's what I've said and stuff like that. So yeah, um, when things were so bad, I, I didn't want to be alive, but I, I, I wouldn't have been able to like end my life. So I feel lucky that I wouldn't, because obviously I, I have no idea how people must feel when they're like going to do it like it breaks my heart really like thinking about it like and you think like the second like once they've like made that decision the second after they've done what they've done you think they probably regret it you know but it's too late and that's kind of like i was thinking about that earlier and it's like so such a scary thought um i'm lucky that i've not none of my friends or no one in my family have uh, committed suicide and I'm lucky that I got through what I was going through and and I'm lucky that I'm not the sort of person that would do it but I just that's why I'm always kind to people you know and make like yeah. like be honest talk to me you know if I know you or not like get in my like message me sometimes I get a lot of messages and I can't see them and I feel guilty about that because I get a lot and they get hidden and like, I'm busy but when I see them I'm gonna like reply and I'm like, get in the comments, you know, get in the comments and we can talk about things. And I'm like, be honest how you feel. And yeah, we just need to help each other, you know, like we need to all be kinder to each other and try and stop this shit. Like, it's shit, isn't it? Like... Listen, I agree with you. It, it has to stop, you know. It has to stop. Um, Winston, how about you? Yeah, I mean, look, you got three guys right here. And we've all got our networks of people. I'm, I'm sure you've met a lot of people today who are to, to contact us. And just having someone that can respond to you, can reply to you. I did, um, I did a beginner, this time last year, I did a talk for the Samaritans. And that was one of the things we focused on was just speaking to someone, having someone to speak to. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a time where I actually, I didn't go as far as, I wouldn't call it idealization about suicide, but it's like, I, and I thought about it. I thought about, you know, my life is so hard at the moment. You know, it's, it's, it's an easy option, isn't it? It's an easy way out. 
but like you said, there's people that rely on you. There's people that you, you mean something to so many people. And when you start to understand that, when you start to realize that it's not just about you, you know, we're all here for each other. Um, that's definitely for, for a lot of people I know who've considered it or thought about it. That has been the thing that saved them was remembering how many people they actually have a positive effect on and what would happen if they were to disappear. So, you know, make sure you've got someone to talk to and remember, you know, remember how many people you are there for, how many people need you, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that is true. And I want to say, if anybody's out there, you know, ever experienced signs, signs of thoughts of suicide, you know, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You know, that's 1-800-784. I mean, one 800 273 talk that's 8255. I don't know if it's the same for Denmark and, you know, in Denmark, UK. In Denmark, we have something called Lifeline or Lil's okay. Linear. So and it's similar to Samaritans in the UK. Okay. Mm. Okay. So that's good. So, you know, you have to tell you the resources, guys. If you know anybody that's going through thoughts of suicide or just, you know, you see that in somebody, just make sure you reach out to them. But, like, I want to say that, you know, they may get mad that you're reaching out or just talking to them about it. But at the end of the day, you know, you're trying to save somebody's life, you know. You know, it's 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 so sad that, you know, like I went to um, a, a event, right, a mental health event, and it was only two guys there. And I was like, oh, wow, like, men really don't, you know, there's more, there's, I'm like, wow, men really don't, it broke, like, it broke my heart. I was like, you know, men, we need to speak up. We need to start filling stadiums or something, <laughs> like, mental health, like, you know, that's why, like, a lot of men die, you know. I, like, I'm, I'm a big encourager of, like, if, like, you're a married person and you have to step away from your family to get your mental health together, I'm a support of it. Listen, I'm a support of it because mentally you have to be okay to be there for your family. If you're not okay, you can't be there for your family, your friends, you can't be there for nobody. If you when you're not okay, hmm. you know. So I just I'm a big supporter. Um, well, I'm a big supporter. I was like, one of the things I want to add is, um, if you ever witness someone who you feel might be thinking about it, then don't be afraid to ask them. I think that's one of the the big taboos or one of the things people are afraid of is is suggesting it. So, mm -hmm. And like because you've mentioned it that you're suggesting it, like if someone's not thinking about doing it. Then you suggesting it isn't going to make them suddenly think about it, but yeah. if you don't ask them, you know, and they don't feel they can speak to anyone. Then you you might end up saving their life, literally. So also, people think it's weak. People think talking about their struggles and stuff is weak, yeah. and it, it's just not. You, it needs to be known that it's not. It's actually makes you even stronger if you can like when you open up and say, you know what, I need help. We can help each other, you know. We need, it's not weak at all, like, yeah. it's not at all, like, people f worry about that, you know, because we're men, you know, I don't want to be weak, I don't want people to think I struggle, and then it gets so bad, and I think they get to that point where they're like, shit, I should have got help, but now it's too late, and then they sadly do something terrible, yeah. so, yeah, yeah it's, it's not weak at all, like, it's not at all. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, it's like if you're saying stigma, it's that stigma, like, you know, men can't be weak. You know, we, if we're like sad or depressed, like we're called weak and that's not cool. That's not okay. You know, we have to try to break that stigma. So I feel like if like we fight hard, you know, I'm pretty sure like in Denmark and UK, y'all, like I've seen y'all really heavy and 
mental health for men. Like I, you know, I met Winston inside of a, a clubhouse room. That's how I met Winston. And Andy, I think I was on my men's mental health page and I just saw his story. And I was like, oh wow, he seemed like a cool person and stuff like that. Look, look, look we're having this conversation now, you know? So, uh, <laughs> you know, like we're spreading, letting our feelings out, you know, we're, you know, trying to help people, you know, encourage people to keep going on, keep fighting, um, just keep, you know, just don't never give up, you know, no matter how hard it gets, you know, I've been at my hardest, I've been at my lowest, and I'm still here, for some reason, I'm still here, you know, so my next question for you guys, and I know you're going to let us, because I don't do this, but I've done it before, how does working out and mental health, you know, how does working out help your mental health, because I worked out before, right, and I'm not going to fucking lie, that workout really helps your brain, your thought process, not get depressed. When I used to be depressed, I would just go straight to the gym and work it out. And it worked. You know, I haven't done it in a while. I'm joking, you <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. But, like, take me through your process of, you know, working out and, like, how's how good for your mental health, you know? And we'll start with Winston. Yeah, I think for me, there's, there's two things in it. Or oh, maybe, maybe there's more. But, um, one of them is, like, that moment where I can just get away from everything. So... If I'm having a hard time mentally or emotionally, like my phone's on silence. Um, so I don't take any calls. I don't take any messages. Yeah. Um, you know, unless I'm recording myself in the gym to, to use later. But again, even when I'm doing that, it's like, it's on silent. No one can disturb. Freaking out. Oh, his turn to freeze. Feeling. His turn to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> it's breaking up, Winston. <laughs> You gotta say whatever you said over again. It like so wait, 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 wait. Yeah. it just when you first started talking, it just broke up. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So I was just saying, I think there's a couple of things in it, and you know, it's that having the time away from everything, being able to get away and just be by myself, and I make sure my phone's on silent, and I'm able to just have a moment for myself. Yeah. The other thing is, it's just the achievement. It's the feeling you get after you've really drained your, yourself and really either you've got a pump or you've been running and you've just done a little bit more than you did last time and you got your blood flowing. It's the, the physical feeling you get afterwards. You know, that, that gives you such a high. If you're tired, it gives you a bit more energy. Um, so for me, it's having a time for myself and that feeling afterwards, that physical feeling that I did something. Nice. I've seen you going, what's the me going harder than Joe? <laughs> he goes harder than Joe. Um, Andy's, you know, how do you feel about, you know, how does mental uh, working out help with um, mental health? It's so similar. It's re very similar. It, scientifically, I'm pretty sure it's endorphins, isn't it? The endorphins get released from your brain and that's the scientific yeah. way. And you just, it just helps you feel better. But yeah, when you're on the treadmill and you're like, you have a goal, you've had a goal for a while and you, you hit that goal, you just feel so proud of yourself, you feel fit, your body's pumped, like, you know, you, you're on the bench press and you get one more out and your chest is pumping, your arms are feeling massive, like, you're sweating and you've got your music on that, like, just blasting in your ear, it's just so good, it just makes me feel so good and I'm in my own little world, so when I'm at the gym, I'm in my own little world where... I just don't really notice anyone. I just kind of, I'm there, I'm working out. When I'm in between, I'm like dancing. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, I just love it. It's it's hard to explain. I find it hard to explain, but I love it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I was, yeah. I was reading about the hormones when it comes to things. 
training and you know if you really push yourself as hard as you can it releases testosterone which is yeah. you know it gives you feelings if you when you achieve new goals you get you start to release serotonin and that also makes you feel good right uh, you've got the endorphins especially when you do like with other people as well yeah um but the dopamine there's so many things in there's so many positive hormones and then even like the stress hormones you get from it when you get those over a short period of time you know like they 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 turn on different parts of your body that again it's all positive there's so many things that come out of it that that you can use especially when you're feeling depressed especially when you're feeling down so, yeah the, the the biological side is is if you don't understand it's completely underrated you've got to try it oh yeah just if i was like a believer of it like like actually went through that i would not believe it but like it is true guys like working out it like helps you like i remember a period of time i wasn't even depressed like around that time i was at like deep depressed depressed as i am now but like it was like working i didn't feel nothing I would be so sad. I would just go to the gym. I'd be depressed. Go to the gym. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to live no more. Go to the gym, and it worked for like a long period of time. I don't know where I fell off it, but you know it worked. And I definitely agree with you guys. Definitely agree with you guys. You know. So, um, like, was y'all have any like things to say? Like, uh, the lack of exercise. Like, how can that affect your mental health too? Like, we talked about working out how can it help like what is like something the lack of exercise exercise how can it affect your mental health yeah so i think when it comes to not exercising i think it often goes hand in hand with other things right it come you know when you don't have if you haven't got your life organized just for example your sleep patterns if you start and i've i've, I've since actually since the pandemic and corona that's definitely affected my, my sleeping routines um and i can feel that definitely low of my mood i'm definitely in in not as good as mood as i would be when i have a structured sleep routine yeah. so you know when you start getting out of your routines and you're not sleeping well maybe you're waking up too late starting the day really groggy and lethargic and you know if you don't go to, when you go to the gym that can give you that energy and give you that boost and get you started if you're if you're starting the day low and you have nothing to lift you up you know it's just it's it's, it's not helping you to get out of that hole that you might be in it also makes you more tired so in the evening when you need to sleep, you're going to be more tired and you're going to, it's going to be easier to sleep. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that can happen if you don't train that are going to affect you negatively. Yeah, that is true. Mm. You get to Andy. <laughs> that is true. Hmm? Wait, what was the question? <laughs> I oh, didn't hear the question. Uh, I just heard the answer. <laughs> the lack of exercise, like how does that affect mental, your mental health when you, when you exercise less? You don't you know, exercise at all. It's just can't kind of like different things come into it. So if I miss, if I go a week without working out, I kind of look in the mirror and the, the thing is with exercise, you have to put in a lot of effort to look how you might want to look, but it only takes like a couple of days or a couple of takeaways to uh, yeah. make you look completely different. It's yeah. the body's harsh on us. And uh, yeah, when I go a few days about it, it does knock me out of a routine and then I'm out of that routine and then it, it my content gets worse. So I think, oh, you know what? I didn't go gym. So I'm not going to shoot today. I'm not going to post today. I'm not going to this, I'm not going to that. So it can, it can have a negative effect on so much. Like you said, it's the routine, it's the whole routine of it. Like when you, when you mess up the routine for one thing, it can mess up the whole routine, you know? Yes. 
And we have a question. I'm just trying to get the crowd to ask questions. Somebody asks, what can you do to support others going through such challenging times? And we'll start off with Andy and then Winston, then I'll you know, end the question. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Sorry, what was the question? What can you do to support others going through such um, challenging times? Uh, there's so many things. You, number one is talk to him, you know, like talk to him and be honest about your own struggles you've had. Just be like, don't be fake. Just be completely real. Be completely real. People like, if you're real, then like they see that side of you that they might not have seen before. They know, they know how cool you might be. They know how like popular or confident or blah, blah, blah you might be, and then they don't see the deep stuff that you go through. So if you're open with them, honest, talk, then that's a way to help them. Um, also, just sharing your sharing your own techniques, you know, like, just, it's not going to hurt, is it? Share it, be like, give it a try. If it works for you, great. If not, then that's unfortunate, but you can try some other things, you, or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I that's the best way I can explain it I reckon I would I would say the same thing you know I think um sometimes when we look at other people we see them as having you know like we see their situation is so much better than ours because we don't know what they're going through and you know I've been up over the last couple of years I've become very active on social media and something I've heard a lot is oh I thought you had all your shit together right and it's like when you start to open up and say hey, look, you, these are all the things I'm dealing with and that kind of gives them a bit of freedom and a bit of space to actually open up. And, you know, if, if you're intimidated by you think someone has got everything sorted out, then maybe you don't want to tell them your negative sides. But when that person comes to you and say, hey, look, I actually, I'm still dealing with this and I'm working on this, then you, you, you open, you break down barriers for them and they're able to open up and speak to you. So I would definitely just, uh, just open up about my own situations if I can see someone's dealing with something. That's that's good. That's good. Me, um, I just I support others. I just like let them know that I'm, I make sure I give time to them. I make sure I listen to them. Let them know they heard. You know, my gift is empathy. I empathize with them. You know, I try to make let them know it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay not to be okay. You know, I encourage them to you know um, just get some type of help. You know. Um, therapist you know a close friend a pastor whoever that you trust you like to talk to i feel like um like right now i'm a certified peer specialist for um organization called nami it's a mental health organization so like i lead support groups you know and doing that has helped me so much you know learn about people with different mental health like it's so deep that people have different mental health problems that i didn't even know about for me being you know doing this these groups it helped me um to be there for others you know like, I may meet up with people. Uh, one group I have, we meet up on Mondays, every Monday. So I, like, went on Facebook and asked them, can they create a Facebook page for that group so we could check in on each other? You know, I like to check in on people. I like to make sure everybody's good. Let them know this is, no, you're not alone. You know, you know, we're, we all going through it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have... Um, you know, during COVID, you know, COVID has happened, and I feel like it has affected a lot of people's mental health minds, including. Um, at this time, you know, finding a therapist is hard. I don't know if it's how it is over there for you guys, but I know over here, 
like people are putting on six month wait lists. You know, what can you tell some? What are some ideas you can give to somebody that's waiting for a therapist? What can they do while they're waiting for a therapist? Because some people feel like they can't do nothing without a therapist, but it's stuff that you could do, like support groups. You know, um, a pastor, <laughs> just a friend, or just like online forums. You know, that works. Like, what are you, some things do you guys think you could do? We'll start with Winston. Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll try and speak for, for Denmark and the UK. I know in Denmark, it's, it's very much open. It's, it's, if you've got health insurance with your workplace, you're going to be able to get a therapist. Um, and if you go to your doctor, you're going to get recommended to a therapist if you if you say that you need help, right? Um, in the UK, I can imagine the waiting time is a little bit longer. Um, but it's, again, if you have a workplace and you've got a pension, or you've got some kind of insurance with them, or if you've got your own GP and your doctor, you'll be able to speak to him and or her and try and get recommended to see some kind of therapist. Um, I imagine that will be a lot faster than trying to do it privately. Yeah. I can imagine it's going to be a longer wait list. But yeah, I mean, maybe you know more about that, Andy, in the UK. Um, yeah, there's, oh, what is it? Talk, oh, talk, oh, I'm trying to think of the company that I went through to um, get the therapy when I needed it. Uh, I can't think of the name to uh, memories not with the best but it's a company in the UK that you but there is a waiting list for that once again so there's a lot of people on the waiting list for that so it did take it could take they give you a call you talk about your struggles they'd like get you to rate how you feel so rate your mood every day rate this and rate your sleep, how tired you are, blah, blah. And, and then you could get put on a waiting list. So, but then if you went to the doctor, they also have very fast uh, mental health um, like professionals that can give you a call and just check in on you and see if everything's okay. Um, I actually, that actually happened with me a few months ago. Like, I didn't actually want that service. It was by accident. But, I um, submitted something online and then a few days later I got a phone call and it was a chat about mental health and then we planned another one for a few weeks later or a few days later or something like that. So it definitely sounds like it's better in the UK at the moment than in America. Um, but in America's a bigger country, isn't it? So it's completely different and harder to probably support everyone. I don't know, like, but more support is needed, you know? Yeah. yeah, I know in America, we have, like, you know, like, I work for NAMI, it's different mental health, you know, mental health clinics that you go to, or, you know, if you're not feeling well, you definitely mm -hmm. check yourself into, um, you know, they have the rain, you know, you know, not just, like, mental health, you know, men get abused sexually and physically abused, they have the RAIN organization that you can also go to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got, like, two more questions for you guys, and we're done. Um, next question is in the past couple of years, what is the most important thing you learned about your mental health? And we'll start with Andy. Um, what do you mean by this exactly? Like the last couple of years, what like what have you learned about your mental health? Like what have you learned about yourself? Like you know, like I'm gonna I, I started off, you know, what I learned about my mental health is that that I can keep fighting, you know? Like all the shit that I went through, you know, being sexually abused. Um, yeah. I lost my mom 2019 and then six, nine months later I lost my sister like that weighed on me fucking mentally you know 
I learned that I'm a fighter. Like, I never knew. People would say, Leek, you're so strong that everything that you've been through. And I look at that and be like, man, stop saying that, whatever. Like, I don't want to do that. But, like, I learned that I am a fighter. I'm a survivor that I can keep fighting. So that's, like, basically the, <laughs> the question. Right. I'll start off by saying, sorry, mate. I'm sorry that you've gone through all that. Like, I don't know what it's like to go through that much pain like, and that much loss. So I'm very sorry about that. And you're a warrior, mate. Look at what you're building, what you're doing, and who you're bringing together, like, through all that pain. So it's like, you're doing great things, so be proud of that. Um, and yeah, with me, I just, I feel proud of myself that I've built something through having, like, all of my own uh, from coming out of this dark place. And I feel like I know how to do it. You know, I've done it now. I've done it, so if I struggle again, I know I can do it again, you know? Um, so, yeah, like, and I know I'm stronger. I found out that I'm stronger than I thought I was, and um, yeah, that's, that's probably, that's the best way I can answer that, if I'm honest. Yeah. Hope it's good enough. Yeah, it's, no, it's, listen, it's your story, is how you feel. Like, I read, you know, like I said, everybody, how I found Andy, I think I was scrolling through my men's mental health page, and I just found, like, on a For You page, I found his mental health. He did, like, you did, I think you did a post about your mental health, yeah, struggles with mental health, and I was like, oh, wow, this is dope, you know, followed them, and we've been talking since, you know? So it's your story, you know? It's like, yes, like you're strong, you know? We're all strong, you know? We're all strong. Not just me, we're all strong. Yeah, you're saying what's that? Yeah, I think I'm a very patient person, and I think what I've learned is that that has been a lifesaver for me in so many ways. Um, just taking a moment to look at things, analyze things, letting my feelings kind of dissipate before I make decisions. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people going through similar things that I'm going through with uh, the situation of divorce and uh, a difficult ex-partner and those kind of things, and I see the way people are struggling with it and dealing with it. And now I'm in a position where I can say, look, just take your time, be patient. And, you know, those feelings are going to come and they're going to go. But don't like, for example, don't make, make, don't make decisions when you're really upset or you're really angry. Um, just allowing yourself time, I think, is one of the most important things I've learned and how much power there is in that. Um, and just to give an example, you know, if you've got someone on the other end of the phone who is cursing you and sending you long messages and or someone who's you know, standing opposite you and being aggressive, not physically aggressive, but being abusive and aggressive. There, there's so much power in silence. There's so much power in patience and taking your time that sometimes just being quiet diffuses the situation. So I think what I've learned about myself is that my patience is definitely like a superpower and I'm trying to teach other people how to use that. That's so good, man. That's so good. That's so yeah. great. Superhero. Like You're a superhero, bro. <laughs> I it's, know, it's right? amazing what it does, just being quiet. <laughs> Shut up sometimes. It's amazing. Yeah, you've won. If you're quiet and don't even answer, you've won. Right. Instantly. Yeah. yeah, so um, our last question before we close our guys. Um, you know, society tells men that it's simply not acceptable to have feelings or, you know, not, you know, we got to be put on this front. So my question, you know, to all of us, like me as a black man in America, you know, Winston as, as a black man in Denmark, you know, and Andy as a model, you know, like as a model, you got to 
take a picture, don't you know, smile, and they think everything's okay, you know. Like, what do you t- what do you tell society? I'm gonna tell society. I'm gonna keep real sorry for my language. Fuck off, you know. It's I'm I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna be depressed. I'm not gonna be okay. I'm not gonna put on a face where I gotta just be like smiling and cheesing. No, I'm having a bad day. I'm gonna talk to my friends. Listen, I'm, I'm you know, like I said we got on this live. I said I'm having a not bad day, but I'm glad to be here with you guys. You know, like what do you guys tell society? You know, I'm saying ex society. I'm going to struggle with my mental health, and I'm going to be proud about it, and I'm just going to live in my truth. You know, and yeah, we'll start with Andy. That's what I mean. Like I post captions about it. You know, if I'm feeling. Yeah bad or I have struggles or I, I want to, I feel like boosting everyone's confidence and telling them that they're worth it. They're amazing. They can do whatever. Cause a lot of people tell people that they can't do things and can't do that. It's all about can't, you know, um, people need to tell people that they can, you know, like, can I build my own business? Yeah, you can. Like, can I get my body like that? Yes, you can. Why tell someone no? Like, I don't get that. Like to have dreams and go for those dreams. doesn't matter how old you are as well. But yeah, I, that's what I mean. I say, I don't feel very good. Like I might look good in this picture, but that doesn't mean that I'm feeling good inside. That doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person. I'm stuck up. I'm cocky. I'm this, I'm that. Like, um, yeah, like, and that's what I mean. That's why I write honestly about how I'm feeling. If I feel good, then I, well, sometimes I don't say anything, but that's why I think it's important. Someone could read my captions and see that I'm being real. Like, I'm not going to post it for the sake of it, you know. If I say my OCD's yeah. playing out, I'm not feeling very good. They're not going to be like, oh, he's just saying that. Like, why would I just, why would I do that, you know? So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I don't care if people know how I feel because it's, it's a good thing, you know. It's like, it's good that they know, so they can hopefully feel better about how they feel. Like, yeah, there's so much. There's so much to it. Like, we need a, a, a chat for a whole day to get all this out. <laughs> no, <you know>? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't um, see what I want to say is just don't care what other people think. But I know some people out there. That's exactly what they're dealing with. They do care what other people think. I think I would say just focus on yourself. Um, the people who want to be there for you, they will be there for you. I mean, even in the comments in this uh, live, I don't know if you've noticed it, there's been a couple of comments that are like, you know, what am I going to use that for? Um, yeah. But it's just a case of, yeah, I've seen it, I've acknowledged it, and I just let it go. Right? Mate, if you're, if you're referring, referring to the racism, mate, that, wow, it pissed me right off, man. I, I, yeah. I was going to mention it. Like, I don't get it. Well, well that's the thing. It's, it's just a case of, you know, how much energy do you want to pay to that? You know, yeah. I, I, I want support and I want positive things in my life. And that means that includes people. So I'm trying to give people a good energy and give them support. And people who are trying to do that for me, that's what I pay attention to. And, you know, so if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. I, I'm most likely going to cry around the people that, you know, I know I'm going to get what I need from them. Or it might be, you know, like at my cousin's funeral, for example. You know, I, I didn't plan to cry, but I broke down. People who care and people who understand, they're going to be there supporting you. And people who don't, don't pay them no attention. So just focus on you. Focus on the people that care about you and that you care about them. Yeah, well that said. That is true. That is true. Um, that is so true. Yeah, I saw the comments too. I just, I tried to pay no mind and stuff like that, you know. Because we're here to talk about mental health. We're here to help people. 
And, you know, there's going to be people that's going to say stuff. You know, my first live that I did with my friend Paulie, you know, I saw some stuff in there and just kept it moving. I'm like, it is what it is, you know. you got to think, like, but I'm... how, like, these people must be feeling very messed up and depressed to even, like, want to be yeah. putting something, like, stupid and yeah. disgusting like that, you know. Yeah. Sorry you had to see that, boys. No, but it's just, you know, it's a really good point. It's um, when people act now, it's sometimes a sign that they're dealing with something. You know, people like people aren't just yeah. mean for no reason. So, you know, if you deal with it with compassion and show them that it's not affecting you, there are some people who will actually see that as as yeah. a way of form of contact, right? And that can lead into something else. You know, so everyone's dealing with something. So yeah, we're all humans, man. Yeah. Like, why does color yes. matter? Why does any of that stuff matter? You know, like we're all humans. Like, uh, like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it sucks, you know. It's just the world that we live in, you know. But, you know, got to keep it, you know, keep it moving, you know. Um, somebody said projecting, I, I agree. I want to thank you all for having this conversation, you know. Um, didn't know if it would happen because, you know, I know we're on different time frames, you know. If anybody that just came in, I'm from, I'm in the U.S., in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, Winston's in Denmark, and Andy's in the UK. So we're different time frames made it happen to have this conversation about mental health. I thank you guys so much. Do you guys, before we go, do you want to tell us like what you guys have up and coming? You know, what are you guys doing? You know, like promote it right here. You know, go ahead, Winston. You start first thing. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick to the subject that we're on. Like, if you ever need someone to speak yeah. to, we need to reach out. Then if you go, I'll, I'll put a comment here. But it's um, blue, the Blue Mind Approach. We're three guys, and we're doing something similar to you today. So, so anyone in the UK, anyone in Denmark, reach out. And if you don't hear from me, you'll hear from Ed or Mark. And, um, yeah, we're here to support you. We're here to help you. We're guys who are, like, almost in our 40s or over 40, and we have our experiences with divorce and with, with uh yeah, alcoholism alcoholism and yeah. uh, addictions and abuse and kind of stuff so we're here to support you go to the blue mind approach and uh yeah and we'll speak to you there and help you if we can that's good man. that's good man that's good how about you Andy? and with me i'm doing the same i'm still posting daily i'm doing my fashion i'm being honest i'm helping how however best i can with mental health also i am very soon going to be proper focusing on my YouTube as well, where I'm going to be basically doing exactly the same. So fashion videos, but also longer mental health videos. So certain ones about talking about how I feel, talking about techniques I use at work. Try. I mean, I've got a lot to figure out. And also um, a podcast where I'm going to make that about mental health. So I'm going to get, I've got so many friends that have their struggles as well. So I'll talk to them. I'm like, you're going to come around. We're going to have honest chats about how we're feeling. Just talk for like half an hour. That's in the podcast. Yeah. Talk to, I can talk to you two. I can over like, yeah. work it out, chuck that on the podcast. Talk to as many people and just have just honest chat for like half an hour about how we feel, you know, like, and not even think we're being recorded, you know. So that's the aim for that. So yeah, got big things coming up. 2022 has just started and we're all going to smash it, aren't we? And help as many people as we can. Yes, right. yes, yes. <laughs> with, with me, guys, I'm just, um, I'm still doing peer specialist with NAMI. Um, I'm going to start starting up again, speaking at schools for children, like about mental health. I did it um, last year and I did one virtually. 
next year. So I'm going to stay virtually, so I have to move out of my apartment. This is be better. So I'm going to be still doing it. Um, you know, I'm taking bookings. I'm trying to speak at events. You know, just tell my story. You know, to get it out there so everybody can. You know, maybe it helps somebody or make somebody heals. You know, and I just want to thank you guys for being here today. Y'all, are my brothers for life. You know. Even though you're on the other side of the world, but y'all are my brothers, man. You know, I just want to say keep fighting the fight with this mental health journey. And I thank you guys. So thank you. You know, appreciate y'all time. Appreciate reaching out, Philippe. Yeah. And um, I'm yeah. trying to come up to the States this year. So if I'm in uh, New York, I will try and come up to Pennsylvania. So let me know. I can, I can probably go to New York. It's not, yeah, I can get a train ride to New York. Let me know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Andy probably, you probably be in. America, you model, so I'm pretty sure once your model career keep going up, you'll probably be at somebody's New York Fashion Week or something. You never know. Well, I'll be there soon, walking on the zebra crossing <laughs> in New York. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let me know. All right, guys, thank you guys. Love you all. Yeah. Keep fighting for men's mental health. You know, I love you guys. Take care, right. man. Hold on to leave. Take care. See you later. Hello. Thank See you. Guys.